Hello and welcome to the Surviving a Thriving podcast series. I'm your host, Casey Miller. So the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the knowledge that you need to become the CEO of your health and become the best version of yourself. I really truly believe this. The top three things that you would ever invest in in your life are going to be your health, who you surround yourself with, and acquiring more knowledge. If you continuously pour into these three cups, I promise you, your life will change dramatically for the better. Now, luckily, this podcast will pour into your health and knowledge, but if you want to surround yourself with like-minded people who will push you to win, go ahead and join our Surviving a Thriving community. We'd love to have you. The link is going to be below in the description. Before we get into our episode, I want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Legion Athletics. I've been in the game for a long time, and it's really hard to find supplements that you can trust while also tasting great. I believe Legion is a perfect mixture of the two. They're backed by science. Everything is clearly labeled on the bottle. And from my own personal experience, everything does really do taste really great. So if you want to get your own Legion supplements, use the code THRIVINGON, one word, to get 20% off your first order and double reward points. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right. Episode number one is actually going to be a past recording that we have done. And it's actually going to be a two-part series. We did a recording in our Surviving and Thriving community on beating the stress and how chronic stress is holding you back from being able to look, feel, and think the way that you know you deserve and live your best life. And so with this being said, a lot of people coming to us are busy and they're stressed and it's a constant state of being. So it's not necessarily how do we remove all stressors from life, but how to become more resilient to stress and also debunking the idea that stress is bad, period. It's not. It's actually can be really great. It's when we're actually dealing with chronic stress is when kind of shit hits the fan, to be honest with you, with both your physical, physical goals and how you think and feel every single day. So And this two-part series, part number one is going to be understanding stress, how it affects your body, what it looks like, just gaining that knowledge. And then part number two is going to be what to do about that. All right, so let's head into part number one of the masterclass of beating the stress. You look and feel the way that you know you deserve. We also want to really personalize things. Again, I hate cookie cutter bullshit. Doesn't work. We're very dynamic human beings. We do need to get a little bit more personable because... What works for me won't work for you, won't work for anybody else. We got to get really personalized with that stuff. And then at the end of day two, this is what I was talking about. If you show up at day number two, what you're going to get is a quiz that I'm actually going to walk you through. It's going to be really simplified, and it's also going to help you really pinpoint where your blind spots are at, because it's going to be different for everybody. It's not a black and white approach when it comes to managing your stress and reducing cortisol. It's very different for everybody. So I'm going to give you a very basic and very good start as to how to gain clarity as to what is truly holding you back. Does that sound dope? Thumbs up? Yeah, I see Christy. I see your smiling face. What's up, girl? (laughs) All right, so beat the stress, day number one. We're gonna go over stress and cortisol 101, okay? Let's get into it. So before, uh, so I wanna start with like, how do you guys define stress? How do you guys define stress? What is stress to you guys? Go in the chat box. Give me some stress. Okay, cool. Awesome. We got some work. 
Lifting, anything you worry about. Yeah. Nothing getting done in time. Okay, great. So time frames. Okay, cool. Being overwhelmed with stuff. Definitely. Pressure to perform. Yes. Lack of sleep. Sleep, work, pressure, finances, children, work, work, money, kids, feeling like you can never catch up, being home alone when spouse is away, life, making sure the kids are taken care of. Okay, cool. Feeling overwhelmed and not having a plan. Great. Those are all huge stressors. Okay. Trying to think of other ones. Oh, some other stressors. So I see a lot of perceived stresses. So like what you think, what's coming in, right? Finances, children, work, maybe uh, going through a divorce or pressure or not seeing things get done. But there's also physical stresses. So somebody said sleep. That's a physical stress. What are some other physical stresses that we could potentially have? Somebody also said working out, which working out is a physical stress as well, right? What are some other physical stress? Chronic pain? Yes. Um, training regimen? Yes. There you go. Broken bones? Yes. Awesome. Injury? Medical issues? Yes. There you go. Awesome. How about dehydration? That's a stress. Ooh, yeah. I saw Christy going like, oh, <laughs> all right. Not getting to the gym. So lack of activity, being very sedentary is a stress right? Um, let's think. Uh, under eating is a stress. Overeating is a stress. Eating foods that don't support good gut health. So you're eating like, for me, bell peppers makes me super bloated. I avoid them. If I eat them, my body gets stressed out, right? Yes, gluten allergies. So if you have any allergies or intolerances, yes, there you go. That's a stressor, right? Not eating enough um, certain nutrients your body needs, right? For my athletes, they need carbs. Carbs is amazing. It makes you go, go, go. Like your muscles and your brain love it. And so if they're not eating a lot of carbs, that actually causes the body a lot of stress, right? So now we're starting to understand that stress is a very broad stroke, okay? But here's the thing. Stress is stress to the body, to the mind, actually. Stress is stress to the mind. It doesn't matter if you are being, let's say, chased by a bear, which is a stress, right? You're being chased by a bear or a lion or whatever, or you're trying to avoid traffic or anything like that, or you're going through a divorce or a significant other and you are fighting a lot, or your boss is down your throat, or unfortunately you deal with a death, or you're traveling or anything like that. Stress is stress to the body. You're being chased by a bear. You like that little graphic that I put right there? I thought that was cute. I put that there. <laughs> okay. Stress is stress. So, but here's the thing is stress is not bad. What I don't want to do is demonize stress. That's the last thing I want to do. Stress is, uh, stress is, there are good stresses and there's bad stresses. And there's also, you can have too little of stress and too much of stress. Okay. We want to have more of a Goldilocks kind of feel. Okay, not too little, not too much. We want the just right part right there. Okay, that's how the body loves working. So let's talk about good stresses and bad stresses. Okay. Oh, where'd it go? Where am I going? Hold on, I'm checking. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm using a new slideshow presentation. I'm not used to this. 
There we go. That's what I wanted. Slideshow. There we go. Okay. There are good stresses and there are also bad stresses. Okay. Good stress is also called eustress and bad stress is called b-stress. You don't really need to know that, but just know that there are good stresses and bad stresses. So let's think of some good stresses. What are some stresses that is really good for you? Put it in the chat box. Working out, 100%. Working out is wonderful for you. Interviews for jobs, yes. Dates too. It's kind of like that um, anticipation kind of nervousness stress where you're just like, this is going to be great, but I'm really nervous. Yes. Meeting new people, 100%. That's a good stress, right? Um, you can also stress yourself through a cognitive like activities, stressing your mind to learn more, right? Achieving things. Yes. Like going after a degree or taking a test. Yes. Time with family. Yes. Sometimes it is a stress, but it's a good stress. It adds, it fills up your cup sometimes. Getting outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Right. You can see that this stress creates an outcome that you want, right? We work out to build muscle and look good naked and also be really fit, right? We hang out with friends and family to create connections and, and get the social life because we just truly thrive through connection. We get outside of our comfort zone because if we don't, we don't change. You see this stress creates change. So there are really great stresses. So now we need to know what are bad stresses? What are some bad stresses that you guys can think about? Job loss. Yep. 100%. Overwhelm of tasks. Yeah. Feeling overwhelmed. 100%. Grief. Yeah. 100%. Pressure to perform. Yep. Divorce. 100%. Right? What's some physical bad stresses? Physical bad stresses. Yep. Pressure to perform. Yep. Physical bad illness. Yes, there you go. We were just talking about sleep. There you go, Stacy. There you go. Dehydration. Soreness. Yeah, so training too much, right? How about under eating? Under eating is a huge stress. Chronically dieting is a huge stress. Overeating is a huge stress. Eating like a trash band all the time is a huge stress, right? So it's not just the perceived stress. There's also physical stresses that we can go through as well. Being very sedentary is really stressful as well, right? Having gut issues is really stressful. Having hormonal issues is really stressful, things like that, okay? So we're understanding that there are good stresses and bad stresses. So the big reason why I'm going through this is because I don't want to demonize stress. We need stress in our life. It is not bad to have stress. What is bad though, is when we have what's called chronic stress, okay, right? Ah, I did it again, hold on. There you go, slideshow, okay? There are two different types of stressors when we're talking about like timeframes. There's acute stress, which is just like a moment, like doing a heavy back squat, that's an acute stress. You do a heavy back squat and you sit down and you rest, hopefully, right? And then there's chronic stress, a long period of time, chronically dieting, right? Or going through a long period of grief, 
or struggling with depression for a long period of time or illness or just poor lifestyle habits in general over a long period of time. Poor relationship with food can cause a lot of stress as well, right? So we're talking about chronic stress. So what are some chronic stresses that you guys go through right now for you personally that you're struggling with right now? Because first step is always creating awareness. What are some chronic stresses? Menopause, yes, is a stress free set. Good one. What are some chronic stresses? Work, yep. Under eating, job demands, teaching shortage, yep. Pasta won't, that won't need, yep. Yep, poor leadership. Health issues, injuries, stress on finances, 100%. Yeah, like we're, guys, are we realizing that we're stressed to the max? What are some other chronic stressors? Social media, news. Too many commitments, yes. Not having boundaries, family relationship issues, not making it to the gym, yeah. So now we're all being like, okay, yeah, I'm stressed out all the time right now. Okay, great. Thank you, Casey, for pointing that out. Wonderful. Okay, I'm not trying to overwhelm you. What I'm trying to do is create awareness. We need the first step is always creating awareness, putting that figurative mirror and just saying, okay, this is where I'm at. Because if you don't know where you're starting at, you don't know where to go. Okay. So next thing is, is at, like, let's go over how stress works. Okay. So when it comes to stress, it's uh, stress is really started with the nervous system. Now, what we're finding out is that the nervous stress affects both the nervous system and the endocrine system, which is also aka your hormones. They're intertwined, right? They work together. And when you're chronically stressed, they both get impacted. Okay. So let's start with the nervous system and understanding that. Okay. So um, there are two things, sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic ner sympathetic nervous system. So think of it basic, breaking it down. Sympathetic is your fight or flight or freeze. Think bears in front of you, hurrah, like I'm ready to go, okay? Parasympathetic nervous system is your feed, breed, rest, and digest. This is the bear has been vanquished or it's gone. I can recover. I am now safe. So your body starts going into the speed, breed, rest, and digest. Okay. We on the same page right here. Yeah. So like the sympathetic and parasympathetic, not really super inf important information. If you don't want to know, think fight or flight and rest and digest. Those are really easy ways to break it down in your brain. Okay. So now let's go into the next thing. Let's break down. What exactly happens with the body when we go into a sympathetic nervous system, right? The fight, flight, or freeze. This is where the brain responds to threats. Ah, there's a bear. Okay, what's going to happen? Well, then your brain starts signaling to your adrenaline glands to start releasing cortisol. We know this big buzzword. Cortisol is the stress hormone, which gets the nervous system and the muscular system ready to fight the bear or run away from it or just freeze into a ball, whatever it is. But let's say fight, okay? We're getting ready for the bear, okay? While the parasympathetic nervous system, this is the feed, breed, rest, and digest. This is where it conserves the body's natural activity, okay? We just stressed it out. Now we get to get it back to the natural activity. It relaxes the body once the bear has been, has passed through or is away. 
And then also this is where we build and repair from everything that's happening. Okay. We on the same page here. Okay. So let's understand what happens within the body even more. Okay. In the sympathetic state. So fight or flight, we're fighting the bear. What happens? We go into performance mode. When we get in performance mode, we're more heightened cognitively. We're like really aware of things. We feel really great. We have all this energy. Like, have you ever been in a stress situation and all of a sudden you're thinking clearer and you're more energy and all of a sudden, boom, like you're ready to go. Or if you've ever performed before, like as an athlete, when you get in a really stressed state, all of a sudden you're doing really cool shit. Yeah, that's your cortisol levels coming up. It's stressed. It's ready to perform. Okay. Also, your eyes dilate, get really big. Your heart rate increases, rapid heart breathing, start sweating a lot. Blood flow, and here's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is, and I want to point into this, is that when you're in this stress state, your body goes into quote unquote survival mode because it's trying to fight a bear. Remember, it doesn't matter if you're fighting a bear or if you're being stressed from divorce, boss, lack of sleep, under eating, doesn't matter, does not matter. It's stress, it's stress to the body, does not matter where it's coming from, any type of stress, it's stress, okay? So when you're chronically stressed, all of a sudden, your body is going to stop sending blood flow to things that are not important to survival when in a fight mode or fight or flight mode. So what are some things that are not important? Right? When you're fighting with a bear, is anybody thinking about having sex at that point? Anybody? I hope not. Otherwise, we're going to find some freaks in here. <laughs> Okay. Nobody's thinking about sex. Nobody's thinking about reproducing. Well, guess what? Hormones do. They help with that. Also, who's hungry when they're really stressed? Who's done a workout that pushed them really hard and is like, I am not hungry at all right now? Yeah, that happens a lot. Who, when they get really stressed, they don't want to eat. They're like, I could go all day without eating when I'm stressed. Yeah. Your body doesn't want to eat. So it's going to stop sending blood flow to your digestive system and also your endocrine system, which is AKA your hormones. Okay. And then also your body is going to start trying to find energy as fast as possible. Cause it's like, I'm going to be doing a lot of shit. I need my go-go juice. Let's go. So what it's going to do, it's going to, it's going to start releasing a lot of insulin, right? We know this insulin is a hormone that helps create glycogen. Glycogen is our body and our brain's preferred fuel source that comes from carbohydrates or sugar molecules within the body. Okay. You need insulin to break down glycogen. So the body's like, I need all this energy. So I'm going to start releasing insulin. Boom. All this glycogen, all this energy. Well, okay. Sooner or later, your body's going to run out of glycogen. So the next thing it's going to start breaking down is actually muscle tissue. It runs out of glycogen, it's going to start getting muscle tissue. Okay. That's what it's going to use for energy source, not fat. Because fat is like, think of like, let's go back to the bear. It's in hibernation. It uses that fat. It's really fat before it goes in hibernation because it's very slow to break down over a period of time. But remember, the body's in fight or flight. It's in survival mode. It doesn't want something that slows down. It wants something that's fast and quick. Glycogen and muscle tissue is fast and quick, right? So that's what's going to happen in sympathetic system. Now let's go into parasympathetic. 
This is rest and recovery mode. Eyes are gonna go back to normal, slower heart rate, slow down and controlled breathing. Digestive system's gonna start regulating, endocrine system's gonna start regulating as well. So men, testosterone levels are gonna start regulating, women, estrogen as well, okay? Lowers the release of insulin because it no longer is in fight or flight or survival mode. And then it's no longer gonna use muscle as well as a fuel source because now it's gonna start using fat and then also glycogen when it has it. Okay, so we're understanding that basics right there. Okay, cool. So when it comes to the body and how it should respond to stress, it should be, okay, baseline, rest and recover, stress mode, rest and recover, stress mode, rest and recover, stress mode. And we're using this as a fitness. So it's like, okay, I am baseline. I'm going to have a rest day and then I'm going to work out and then rest day and I'm going to work out. Or it's like, hey, like I'm going to do a set and I'm going to rest. And I'm going to do a big heavy set and a rest and set and rest. And so you're creating the changes you want over a period of time. Stop. One of the reasons why we're always talking about success, hot. especially in nutrition fitness, is not a linear approach because we need to push, but we also need to recover. If we don't, we start regressing. Okay. So that's a big thing that we need to understand, not only when it comes to stress, but it also comes to seeing results within the gym. And also seeing results with your physique as well. We need to push, but we also need to recover. We need to push, we need to recover. Otherwise, you're putting yourself back into fighting the bear mode. And we know that doesn't go well over a period of time, okay? But when we are chronically stressed, whoop, hold on one second. Damn it, guys. Technology me, do not work out. It's all right, though. We're getting shit done, okay? So, but what's happening is that we are going through this perpetual cycle of going to being inactive because maybe before we were super stressed and so we got burnout and so we're not doing anything and then we finally recover. And so we get super, super, super stressed and then we get fatigued and we get exhaustion and anxiety and panic and anger and breakdown and burnout and then we become sedentary. And all of a sudden we don't do anything. We become a hermit. We become like fetal position in the corner until we recover. And we keep this perpetual cycle of up and down. That's why a lot of people, they will push super fucking hard. And all of a sudden they will crash and they won't want to do anything. They won't be motivated. They won't do any, uh, won't want to go work out or be with people, or they'll be maybe struggling with depression or anxiety and so on and so forth. And it's this perpetual cycle of peaking and crashing, peaking and crashing. And over a period of time, that peaking and crashing starts going in down motion rather than in up motion. It's destructive, not constructive. That makes sense, right? So this is a chronic state of being with people. Another example is um, if you ever travel, you go into this huge peak of traveling where you're in a new place, you're probably not sleeping very well, you're around a lot of people, you're doing a lot of cool shit, and then all of a sudden you're eating like a trash man a little bit and you're drinking a little bit of alcohol and you also have to go on an airplane. All these things start piling up. And then you start coming home and your body feels safe and it starts dumping. It's called the cortisol dump. And then people feel really bloated. They feel inflamed when they come back. They get really moody, all these different things. You see that di uh, di dynamic, right? This is what's called a cortisol dump. So that's like a very isolated example in everyday life a lot of people experience, right? And some athletes go through this too, or for like our entrepreneurs that we work with too, maybe they're 
really um, gearing up for the last quarter of the year and they're really pushing. And after the quarter's done, they're like, why have I gained weight? Why am I inflamed? Why am I anxious and also maybe depressed and also decision to fatigue, brain fog, why I have no motivation? It's because you just pushed your body and your mind to the limit and you are now going through a cortisol dump. Now, sometimes in life that is necessary, right? Sometimes we do need to push our body to that limit. But if we are chronically doing that over and over and over and over and over again, that's when it adds fuel to the fire. You're starting to see that, okay? Okay. So here are some common symptoms that you are just too stressed out. You are stressed AF. Okay. Here are some physiological or physical things that you'll start seeing. So you're going to increase your chances of muscle breakdown. Remember. Sooner or later, the body is going to run out of quarter, uh, run out of glycogen if you are chronically stressed. And so, if you run out of glycogen, your body is going to start resorting to muscle tissue to fuel it. Okay. Also, the body is going to want to hold on to fat, almost resistant to fat loss, because remember, it's in survival mode. Your fat is like a a, a survival fuel source, and so it's going to keep it in storage especially if it's fighting the bear because it's slow to break down. And again, it's, it's, it's a survival mechanism. It's going to start holding on to fat. It's going to rely on glycogen. It's going to rely on muscle tissue instead. So if you're chronically stressed, you're chronically fighting the bear or dealing with divorce or things like that, that is one of the reasons why people start getting skinny fat over a period of time because their body is continuously breaking down muscle tissue and holding on to fat tissue over a period of time. Okay, so now you're going to start seeing the skinny fat look. It also slows down progress in the gym. Because now you're breaking down muscle tissue, but you're doing all this work in the gym, and that's breaking down muscle tissue because you're not recovering properly. So now you're spinning your reels or even possibly regressing rather than progressing, very similar to what I experienced as an athlete. I was working hard in the gym. I was spending a lot of time and a lot of effort, but I was losing muscle mass rather than holding onto it or building it because I was too stressed out. There's too many factors happening all at once, right? You're also going to start downregulating your hormones. Remember, the body stops sending blood flow to the things that are not important to fighting a bear. You having sex, last thing that you want. That's why a lot of people that are chronically stressed, they have zero libido. That was also something that I struggled with a lot too, which put a huge strain on my marriage just being a few, really, really transparent and open with you guys. I'm always going to be that way, Okay. It also has a huge hand in your physique. Men, we know this. Testosterone, when you have high testosterone, it is super easy for you to look the way that you want. You also have more motivation. You build muscle faster. You're more of a go-getter, right? Like you, you have all these tools to help you have the physique that you want. Women, right? When we have a hormonal imbalance, we are more likely to accumulate fat because it's super stressed. And a lot of times, both men and women, they both struggle with this. They start accumulating fat around the midsection. The highest amount of cortisol receptors are actually in the midsection. So you start seeing accumulation of belly fat, right? Also, men, if they have low testosterone and high estrogen, they'll start seeing accumulation around their breast tissues, right? Or the pecs, whatever you want to call it, okay? It also lowers down sex drive. We have already talked about that. 
then the body is continuously releasing insulin because it's like, I need glycogen, releasing insulin over and over and over and over and over again. So you could get people struggling with energy, have highs, have lows. It does differentiate between people. You also have high amounts of inflammation, which inflammation can lead to chronic disease. It's very, it's, it's one of the underlying factors as to why so many people get chronic disease later in life because they are chronically stressed, which leads to inflammation. Also, a lot of times, if chronically done over a period of time, this is where people start experiencing insulin resistance because the body is constantly releasing insulin. Now it adapts and it no longer responds to it. It becomes resistant to it. Also, PCOS, diabetes. You can struggle with uh, being pre-diabetic, diabetic, hypoglycemic, all these different things, specifically from being stressed. Okay. You also start seeing poor gut health because it's going to stop sending blood flow to that. Slows down metabolism as well because big thing about metabolism is your hormones dictate your metabolism and how much muscle mass that you have affects that as well. You start seeing things like hair loss, accumulation of belly fat, the skinny fat look, a bunch of other different symptoms. I could go on, but there's not enough time and there's not enough space. Like, And, and I figured you guys get an understanding, right? I'd be kind of like beating the dead horse right there. Okay, so here's some mental side of things because when we're stressed, we also start struggling mentally too, okay? A lot of times we have poor coping mechanisms. So excessive drug and alcohol use, we'll start coping with our emotions that way because we're stressed and we wanna feel a different emotion. We wanna feel dopamine, right? Excessive sedentary, people have no motivation to do anything. They don't wanna go live their life. They don't wanna go on walks. They don't wanna work out. They'll start withdrawing from people. Um, catastrophizing things. I hope I pronounced that right. I don't know. Not a grammar person. But basically what that means is we have very low resistance to stress. So if we feel great, if we have like a stress in life, we're like, okay, great. That's going to be stressful, but I can knock it out of the park. But then you are in a stress position. Ooh, we're all like, I can't believe it. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the reel where there's a dog on the couch and it's with a toy and the toy falls down and it looks at it and it goes, ah! and it just like freaks out. Like, that's what it means. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. He could have just got down and grabbed it and jumped back on, but he threw a fit instead. Right. So that's a good example of that. You also see avoiding inappropriate nutrition restriction. So some people will over restrict or become very obsessive over quality of food, or they'll start overeating as well. Poor relationship with food, binge eating. And also in my case, I resorted to a disordered eating pattern, eating disorders, right? I was bulimic. Brain fog is another thing. Decision fatigue, irritability, mood swings, anxiety, depression. So again, it's not just how you look, but it's also affecting how you think, how you feel and how you perform in life. As a mother, as a father, as an entrepreneur, as a boss, or as an employee, your ability to go on and make memories and things like that. You're not going to have motivation to even do those things. It's not just about how you look here. It's also about how you are as a person. So you see how stress is affecting everything. Okay. So if stress is keeping me from looking good naked and thriving, then what's next? All right. We create a lot of awareness. We created a lot of understanding of what's going on and the impacts and the symptoms of what's going on. Okay. So um, if you were like me, you were probably going through that list and being like, mm, 
yeah, that's, that's might be me a little bit or a lot. Um, that was definitely me when I first started and I felt extremely overwhelmed and I kind of felt like I was broken. I want to point this out. You are not broken at all. Okay. And there is a very simple path for you to get on the other side, to finally look and feel the way that you want. And you know that you deserve, and I know that you deserve. Okay. So a big thing to do is just really break down. Okay. What is the game plan then? I've created awareness. I have an understanding what's going on. What's the action step? Because when we feel overwhelmed, I, I truly believe that there's no such thing as feeling overwhelmed. It's lack of clarity. Because if I sat down with you on a one-on-one -on -one call and broke down everything that you need to do in a game plan, you right now, at this moment, without even taking action, would feel better. So you don't feel overwhelmed. You lack clarity. You need knowledge. Okay? So that is what we're going to do is help provide that clarity and that knowledge to take action so you don't feel overwhelmed and you can actually start doing the things you need to be doing, okay? So one of the things that you have to think about is thinking about stress as getting yourself out of debt. Think of your body like a bank account, okay? So bad stress is like withdrawing from the bank account. You're taking money out, okay? Good stress is like putting things back in or um, sympathetic movements or things you can do is putting things back into the bank account. Now, taking things out of the bank account to make investments or paying for a house or things like that is great. Wonderful. We want to do that. There's a purpose for that. And we also want to make sure that we're having a system that's properly putting things back into the bank account to make sure that bank account is healthy and it's moving in the direction that we want. Okay. So if you are somebody who has all those symptoms or is dealing with chronic disease, think of it as you are taking more out than you are putting in. Your way of budgeting or your system of putting money into the bank account and out is faulty. So what we need to do is identify where are you taking out, where are you putting in, and how to change that balance of in and out to support a good healthy bank account. Okay, and that will come from within our scope of knowledge, nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle, and possible supplementations. Um, I'm always about nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle first. And then if we really hit the big rocks and doing great, then we can talk about supplementation because that's big rocks are always going to move the needle forward the fastest. And I'm always about retur high return in re investment. What is going to move the needle forward the biggest without so much effort? Because uh, just being honest with you, I'm kind of freaking lazy. Okay, so that's the things that we need to be focusing on. Okay, that is what we're going to be talking about day number two. Okay, because we've already been on the call quite a long time. You guys are probably already glazed over right now. So show up day number two. We're going to go over how can we start adding things back into the bank account? How do I get my butt out of debt so I can thrive and look good naked? Because that's always great. Okay, so that is what we're going to be going over day number two.